Hello, friends. I'm Brian Peart, and I want to welcome you to the Great Awareness Podcast, a podcast focused on helping Christians make sense of this world we are in. The goal is to encourage, but never at the expense of truth. We will take the truth found in Scripture and apply it to the real spiritual battles going on today. We will ignore preconceived beliefs, news media noise, and politicians' words, and look at actions, what is really going on. Then use the truth of Scripture to accurately discern the times and how we need to respond. Jesus said in John 8.32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And that is what we are going to attempt to do with each podcast. Get to the truth so we can live as we've been called. Today we're going to talk about the third pillar of a great life, rest. Now some may question how this is a pillar of greatness. It's just rest. But basically it's the devil's top tool in his toolbox to keep you so busy, so weary, so stretched thin that you don't have time to connect to the vine, to our true power source, to Jesus. We need rest. In Matthew 11:28 through 30, Jesus said, "Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus states this simple truth. Connecting to him gives our souls rest. It makes the burden of life easy, and it gets us into the flow. If we are flowing with Jesus, all things are possible. It's truly the only way to get the most out of life is to listen to Jesus. Our emphasis in America is on doing but God's is on rest. So are you tired, frustrated, stressed out, overloaded or overwhelmed? Then you're missing this pillar, not operating at your best and working harder won't fix it. You need rest. We're going to discuss three or four types of rest I see in the Bible and expand on how to really start living in the easy rhythms of grace. Rest done right centers us, gets us back into the heart of worship, balances us, restores us, and makes us more fruitful. So let's Dive into this all-important pillar and see what God has to say about it. We'll start with the Sabbath day rest. Of all the things I talk or teach on, this Sabbath day rest gets the most pushback. People across the board tell me it's impossible. So they're sitting there, they're stressed out, they're lamenting over how busy they are, and I say, you really need to take a day for the Sabbath. You need to take a day off. And they almost always say it's impossible, okay? So what is the Sabbath day rest? It emanates from Genesis, right at the beginning. God made everything in six days, and on the seventh day, he rested. Genesis 2, verse 1 says, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished, and on the seventh day God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. He then makes it a commandment, okay? The, it's the fourth of the Ten Commandments. Now, the Ten Commandments, the first three of the, of the Ten Commandments are all about God, our relationship with God, okay? Don't take his name in vain, you know, put no other gods before him, etc. okay? The final seven commandments, okay, are all about how we're to live, okay? And the first of these seven commandments uh, on how to live is about the Sabbath day, okay? And if you want to look at, how much ink is given on each one of these commandments to each one. The Sabbath commandment has about 30% of the ink of the Ten Commandments are just on that one commandment, okay? So in Exodus 20, verse 8, I'm going to read. This is where he lays it down. It's the fourth of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord 
your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and made it holy. You get that? After honoring God, first thing God commands us to do is rest. And yet almost no one in America does it. When I talk about it, and I've done it for years, people always say it's impossible. You don't understand, they say. I can take a day off from work, but I have kids, and I have errands, or I have a spouse to look after, or, or, or. The excuses are endless. Now, I'm a lay person. I'm not a pastor, okay? But I've tested this, okay? And I want to challenge you on this. What you're really saying is that God cannot do in your life in six days what you're unable to do in seven your insistence that you cannot do a sabbath day rest is really a fight for control you want control of your life period own it then realize that your result will always be less than great because you're doing it without god and it can't be great okay don't say to some friend who's struggling with god all things are possible and then the great christian catchphrase and then say it's impossible to keep the sabbath that's hypocrisy it's a commandment of God. God said if we love him, we'll keep his commandments. So, so it's a commandment. The truth is you can do it. It might take time and a readjustment of things, but you can do it. You have to see how important it is and then make it a priority. So as someone who has done this for years, let me help you see how critical this is and give you ideas on how to execute. The first thing to realize is the Sabbath day is a part of the work unit. Okay. In John 5:17, Jesus said, my father is always working. Not sometimes, but always. And yet in the Bible, it says he rested on the seventh day. Now, the only way those two things can be congruent and and can be reconciled is if in God's eyes, he sees rest as a part of work. It's a whole unit. The work unit is six days of work and one day of rest. The rest encompasses work. The one day of rest makes the six days of work more fruitful. You can't have one without the other in God's eyes and live your most fruitful life. And it's baked into our DNA. It's the rhythms of our life. Work six, rest one. So if you've not been resting one day a week, it's like you've been running your life without giving it a key nutrient it needs to survive and thrive. You're living your life handicapped by not resting one day a week. And that leads to you working harder to produce and eventually wearing yourself out. The Sabbath was made for man. It's for our benefit. It's not a legalistic thing. Jesus said so in Mark 2, 27. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. We're not to be legalistic about this. Some people take this to an extreme when they won't do anything, not even cook a meal for their kids. I think Jesus showed us that in Mark chapter 2 and chapter 3 where they plucked some heads of grain on the Sabbath to eat and he healed a man on the Sabbath. The Pharisees wanted to kill him for healing a man on the Sabbath, which is just crazy, but he called them out on it. He calls, he often called their hypocrisy out, their legalism out, um, in Luke 14, where he said, which of you having a donkey or an ox that has fallen into a pit will not immediately pull him out on a Sabbath day? In these passages, Jesus makes it clear the Sabbath is for man. We're not to be legalistic about it. The Sabbath is for us to enjoy. It's holy leisure. In his excellent book, The Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster, he describes it as getting a sense of balance in life, an ability to rest and take time to enjoy beauty, an ability to pace ourselves. If you want the easy rhythms of God, God's grace to be flowing and central, you need to make the Sabbath a priority, period. We need it, guys. We need, not want, we need it. So how do we go about doing this and what does it look like? First, make it a priority, 
okay? If you had to go on vacation, everyone's gone on vacation. This is why I know everyone can do it. If you have to go on vacation, let's say you're leaving Saturday, you, you are very focused the days before that, making sure everything gets done, okay? And then you're off, okay? So if you can do that occasionally for a vacation, you can do it every week for a Sabbath day, okay? Two, so make it a priority. Two, work around your other activities, so that you can Sabbath. You're going to have to move some things, okay? We'll, we'll touch on that. Do it all for God. Even when we eat, we can do it for the glory of God. The purpose of the Sabbath is to rest in God. And that last point is critical. This isn't about escaping with distractions, okay? Binge watching a show for six hours uh, is not... Um, resting on the Sabbath, okay? That's not, that's not resting in God. You may say, I already take a day off. I, I watch football all Sunday, or I go fishing, or I golf. How are you doing these things is the question, okay? If you're watching football on Sunday, but you're in a fantasy football league, so every game is critical, which, which, which one of your guys is playing or whatever, you're still stressed out, okay? If you're golfing with your buddies, but instead of relaxing and enjoying the nature of that's out there and enjoying everything, you're stressed out because you hit a bad shot and you're competing against the other guys. You know, maybe you're fishing, but, but you're also drinking and reliving all the days when you were, you know, out there going, going after women and stuff. You know, binge-watching shows, these are all distractions. There's not rest. Watching TV is a simple distraction. It's not rest, okay? You can do these things if you focus on the Lord. For example, when I love to go golf, you know, when I go golf, it's a break. I'm, I'm out there. I'm enjoying the nature. It's beautiful. I, I'm not good, so I have no stress on me as far as whether I hit a good shot or a bad shot. I'm just enjoying the people I'm with. The, 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 it's just enjoyable, okay? So it's not about an escape. It's not about checking out. It's an intentional day set aside for the Lord. The heart of it is restful worship. An occasional vacation won't fix this. We need consistent, restful time dwelling with the Lord. That's what the Sabbath is. It takes making it a priority, like something that is fixed in your schedule, and you have to work around it. The Sabbath is not just a rest for your body. It's a rest for your spirit, for your soul. In America, we are so focused on accumulation and accomplishment, and yet no matter how much we acquire or achieve, we can't find peace. The reason is only God can give us that peace. He's made us for himself, and we're only at peace when our hearts rest in him. The Sabbath is at the top of the list of the disciplines that Jesus modeled and practiced that will bring us peace. In his excellent book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, John Mark Comer wrote, there is a discipline to the Sabbath that is really hard for us. It takes a lot of intentionality. It won't just happen to you. It takes planning and preparation. It takes self-control, the capacity to say no to a bunch of good things so you can say yes to the best. But the Sabbath is the primary discipline or practice by which we cultivate the spirit of restfulness in our souls. It's how we practice and prepare our minds and bodies for the moments that matter most. You know, this is, this is a spiritual discipline, the, the Sabbath. It's the only spiritual discipline to make the Ten Commandments. Do you realize that? There's not a commandment that says, thou shalt do Bible study every day. There's not a commandment that says, thou shalt go to church every week. But there is a commandment that says, thou shalt rest one day a week. Okay? It's the only discipline. It's, God claimed it at the beginning. He, he laid it out in the Ten Commandments. Jesus modeled it. It's very important to God, not for a legalistic reason, but for our benefit. Our Father wants us to be healthy and happy. 
okay? And, and, and this is key to doing it. And, and it's just not the norm in America. So here you go. You pick a day. When I first started putting this into practice, I had four children under the age of nine years of age. I had a multi-million dollar company with 700 branches around the country with multiple divisions. I was serving as a leader in the, in the local church. I had started a ministry. I was busy. Okay. I really was busy. And I chose Saturday as my day to Sabbath. Now the Jewish Sabbath is from sundown on Friday to sundown on Saturday. Some Christians practice that, uh, some Christians who practice this make Sunday the Sabbath. A pastor who has to do a funeral on a Saturday and, a, and preach on Sunday may make Monday the Sabbath. I don't think the day is as important as actually doing it one day. Choose a consistent day each week that works for you um, and, and do it every week. For me, it was, the, it was Saturday. But it takes sacrifice and planning, okay? For example, our kids played sports. Now, sports are great. They're, they're great for teaching teamwork. They're great for teaching accountability. There's, there's, there's good things in getting your kids in sports. And I coached all my kids in soccer. But we specifically chose a soccer league that had one practice during the day and then one game on the weekend, and that was it. Um, unless your child is an elite, elite athlete and has incredible passion to play that sport and is willing to practice 90 to nothing, they're not going to make it to the pros, okay? So, so, the, so y- y- we got to be real about this thing. If you're, if you're running around, and, we, and, you know, I've seen them, the people at the, at, the, um, at the fields that are running from one thing to another because they're chasing after this kid and this kid, and it's, their whole weekend is stressed out running after kids. If it's that important, then find a job that makes you work only four days during the week so that you can have your one day during the week. If running around after your kids is that important on Saturday or teach them how to do it. Uh, You might say, I can't, Brian. I have so many chores to do. You know, if you have kids, start training them on doing some of this stuff. Start delegating. Okay. I can't, Brian. I need to work two jobs just to make ends meet. If I take a day, I'll lose the money. You know, there was a guy named Truett Cathy who started Chick-fil-A, and, and there is no fast-service restaurant chain that is closed one day a week except for Chick-fil-A. So, so no one at the time that he decided to take a Sabbath day off for his company, no one was doing it, okay? Um, no one was doing it, and no one's done it since. This is the, this, this is the only fast-serve restaurant that's closed on Sunday. And he made that decision because he wanted to honor God and have a day that's a Sabbath day for his employees to go to church and for him to go and rest. Do you know that Chick-fil-A's do more sales volume in a week? Their weekly volume is the highest of any fast-serve chain, even higher than McDonald's. They're number one. McDonald's is no, number two. Per store, 2.6 million a week versus 2.4 for McDonald's. Um, when I looked it up on QSR, whatever. In other words, God pushes more volume through Chick Fil A in six days than McDonald's can working their tail off in seven. And that's the way it is if you trust Him with this thing. If if you're worried about money because you have to work a second job, trust Him in it. See if he doesn't come through. If you honor him, he will take care of your needs, okay? Brian, I have to do chores on Saturday. Start scheduling them around other times. Maybe you do one each night. Maybe you watch 30 minutes less of TV and you do a chore, and then that way you get the chores done during the week and you can take Saturday off or Sunday off. It's going to take sacrifice and planning. 
it's going to take some time to get there. Have grace with yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Just keep organizing and planning and trying until you have a day of rest in the Lord. Remember, this is a rhythm of our life, okay? We, we were made to work six and rest one. The reason this takes time and is so hard is because we've been violating it our entire lives. Our parents modeled this kind of stressful running around, having to always run after this, 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 do this, do this. We've got to stop. The Sabbath comes from the Jewish word Shabbat, which literally means to stop. So stop, rest, stop the crazy so you can live your best life. My office manager, Mary, she's a sweet older lady. When I told her, she's been, she's been slowly getting worn down. You know, her husband's health is deteriorating and, and it's just been really tough on her. And, and, um, and, and so a few months ago, I told her, listen, Mary, you got to do a Sabbath day. And she, you know, Brian, that's impossible. You're single. That's great. You can do it, but it's impossible um, for me. I've got all these chores. I've got all these other things. And I said, okay. I mean, you know, with God, all things are possible, but I, I trust you. It, it must be impossible on your little house, but the rest of the, the time, God's, you know, in control and, and things are possible. Um, and, and, and she must have been dwelling on it over the last few months. So this past weekend, she, she actually did it. She coordinated her day and she actually did a Sabbath. I didn't know about this until she came in Monday and she looked fresh. She looked refreshed and she came in and she's like, Brian, I organized my things and I took the day off and I just rested and spent time with God and, and, and I feel like a new woman. She had a spring in her step that I hadn't seen in months. For me, my Sabbath, it starts with sleeping in, you know, which usually is six or seven um, in the morning. You know, I, I, I wake up at 4 a.m. during the week, but on, on Saturday, I'm, I sleep in to six or seven. I'll do my morning, morning quiet time, but I'll, but I'll expand it. I sit out on a chair in my front front of my house where the sun comes up over the trees listening to mellow 70s rock I drink in the beauty the sun the birds I'm thankful and at peace you know my kids know where to find me on a Saturday if they're if they, when they wake up they come out to the to the uh, front and you know sometimes crawl up in my chair or whatever um, and then what I do I worship the key to the Sabbath is rest and worship. I don't have a specific plan. I just do what I feel like doing. I want you to expand your thoughts on worship, okay? Enjoying the goodness of God. It can be anything as long as your heart is restful. To quote John Mark uh, Comer again, often people hear worship and they think that means singing praise songs all day while reading the Bible and practicing intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer. That's all good stuff, but I mean worship in the wide, holistic sense of the word. Expand your list to include eating a burrito on the patio or drinking a bottle of wine with your friends over a long, lazy dinner or walking on a beach with your lover or best friend. Anything to index your heart toward grateful recognition of God's reality and goodness. I love that. Anything to index your heart toward grateful recognition of God's reality and goodness. Spend time together as a family. Play board games, but not stressed out, just for fun. Talk. Laugh. Sometimes if it's a rainy day, I'll, I'll grab a book and I'll just curl up on the couch and read. Take a walk. Make a fire. Nap. You can nap. Um, you know, on a Sabbath. Make love. Slow down long enough to enjoy life with God. It leads to contentment and peace. The key is your attitude. Restful, not stressed. And as you practice this, a contentment, a contentment and peace will begin to work its way into your life. You'll start living the other six days different. People who really practice the Sabbath, really drink in all of God's goodness one day a week, will live all the seven days differently. You'll begin to find what Jesus talked about. Come to me. 
and I will give you rest. It'll be hard at first to practice the Sabbath if you've never done it before, but once you've done it, you'll see and feel the difference. A peace will come over you that is hard to explain. I did it. True, Kathy did it. Many others are doing it right now. You can do it too, and it'll change your life. I won't miss my Sabbath day for anything. It's that important to me. If something comes up that, that I can't control that hinders my Saturday, then I switch the days around. That happened this week. On Tuesday, I found out that um, we were starting a, a new ministry, a church, and I was a leader in that thing, and it was going to start on Saturday. And I didn't know about this until Tuesday. So all of a sudden, my Tuesday just got, the morning got booked up with this thing, and 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 it was a church thing, and I had to, you know, I was a leader in it, so I had to be there. So what I did was I switched my days. Normally, my Sunday, I go to church. i very relaxed in the morning. Then I go to church, usually the later service, so I can have an easy morning. And then the rest of the day, I'm planning my week or doing chores or doing whatever. So I just took all those things from from Sunday, moved them back to Saturday, and then I made Sunday my Sabbath. Okay, so I, I switched the days this week because something unexpected came up. But I wasn't going to miss that one day, okay? You, you just don't want to miss it. So the Sabbath rest is huge. A few other types of rests I see in the Bible, okay? And I just want to touch on them real quick. Our exhaustion, exhaustion rest, okay? In Matthew and Mark, there's the story of Jesus crashed in a boat while a storm is raging, okay? Now, these boats weren't big cruise boats we have today. These are smaller boats, right? So a storm is raging. It's crazy. And, and he was just absolutely out. The disciples wake him. They're afraid for their lives. And Jesus rebukes the storm and it quiets down. Now, most people read that and focus on the way the wind and the waves obeyed him, which is awesome. But look at how tired he was. He was crashing a boat in the middle of the storm all around. He was exhausted and he took the time to rest. Sometimes we need to have grace and understand we may need a little extra rest. It's okay to rest. It's, it's, it's not a thing in America. We have to run, 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 and achieve, 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 and, and the, the, the ads keep pushing. We have to buy, buy, buy. But that's not God's way, man. It, sometimes we have to have grace, and we may need a little rest. I took, brought my daughter to college a few weeks ago, and it was, it was neat, you know. It, 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 it just, I spent the weekend in the town with her. We, we checked out everything. Really cool town. It was really neat. But she's my my like last girl living with me, you know, leaving. So, so there was a lot of emotions, but I covered those emotions up with the excitement of the thing. But, but emotions are still emotions, right? But, and, and after I got back home, it was Sunday afternoon and I'm like, wow, I am just wiped. Um, I couldn't believe how, how tired I was. So I, I went to bed at like seven o'clock that night, woke up the next morning, did my stuff, but I was still worn out. I went to bed at seven o'clock on Monday and then seven o'clock on Tuesday. It wasn't until Wednesday that I finally worked through that emotional, whatever tiredness that I had. Okay. Uh, it's okay to do that. Occasionally life may get overwhelming. You know, a spouse dies, you, you got to take some time to, 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 time off no one week two weeks what whatever you need give yourself extra time to grieve and rest give yourself grace man there are times when life may get overwhelming not because of your own psychotic need for activity and achievement but because something hits us hard out of nowhere have some grace and rest it's okay god is in control I think one reason people don't want to rest is they're still trying to control everything. They don't think they can, and, 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 then, and then that it's all going to work out. But it always does, man. It always does, man. God is so 
good about taking care of us if we will just chill out. Um, so exhaustion rest. Give yourself some grace. Solitary rest. Getting away at key life points for intense, intense study and clarity from God. Before he launched his ministry, Jesus spent 40 days in the desert alone. If you can pull off 40 days, great. But most of us, this means like a couple of days. You know, that's all you can usually get away with. It, and it's the same argument I'll hear from people here. I, uh, there was a friend in one of my... Um, small groups that hadn't had a vacation in seven years and I'm like dude you have got to get some time alone he also fought the Sabbath idea um, and and I said you've got to go on a vacation he goes I can't I'm too busy poppycock <laughs> there's no way <laughs> you, you, you've got to do it we've got to release that guy is in absolute control but he's really out of control because because the truth is we're not in control. God's in control, okay? But there are times when things are changing in our lives and we need to get away for a couple days to recalibrate, okay? It's impossible with God is what people will say, that they can't get away or they can't take a break like that. But with God, all things are possible. It's that same deal. If you're married, die to yourself and give the partner the couple days he need. Or if you're single, I mean, if you're single, you just have to do it, man. No excuse. Um... I'm talking to key life points, a job change, retirement, empty nester, moments when your life's about to change and you need to recalibrate, to reset the compass, to get alone with God, to get deep in his word and get new marching orders. We go deep into prayer and let the Holy Spirit have its way. At key points in our life, we need extra time with the Lord. Um, my daughter just went off to college. I am now an empty nester and uh, I'm going to go next weekend I'm, I'm flying out to uh, florida for just a few days to to recalibrate and kind of make sure that i'm on the same page with god as far as how he wants brian peart's life to look as a single empty nester guy and and how i can glorify him best in this role this new role where my life has taken me and i'm looking forward to it i'm going to beach it's going to be fun but but the purpose is to get alone with god and get clarity on how he wants the next however many years to look, okay? One final opportunity to rest I see is momentary rest. This is not something you can plan, okay? It's just an attitude of reflection and, and just uh, opportunity to take advantage of, of things as they come along. Little snippets you can find during the day to center and reconnect. It's bringing Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God, into the day. This is more opportunistic. You take advantage of these times when you get them. You're driving somewhere. All of a sudden, you're alone for like 15 minutes as you're driving to a meeting. You're in your car. Turn off the, 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 the noise and focus on God, okay? Maybe a conference call goes short. Take a walk outside. You know, right now the weather's beautiful here in Atlanta. Take a walk outside and spend five or ten minutes, you know, just recentering, recalibrating if, if you have an extra five or ten minutes. You know, linger longer over coffee in, in, uh, one morning. Turn a corner and you see a beautiful tree. Or for me, for me, when I see the sun glistening on the water, I stop, no matter where I am. Um, I'll, I'll just pull over and stop. Whenever I'm driving and I see it, it, it just, it, there's something about that look, the sun on the water that just blows me away. And I praise God and I fill my heart with joy. And then I continue on. So you can't, you can't, you know, plan this stuff. It just happens as you turn a corner and there it is. My son, Josh, he was uh, driving with his learner's thing. I was in the car with him, and 
and and he was driving and as with the learners I had to be in the front you know with them and uh, all of a sudden he pulls over to the side and stops and I'm like what are you doing and he goes look and and the sun was glistening on the water on a lake that we had just come to and he pulled over um, because he's seen so many times me do it and he just knows that I appreciate it so he pulled over to to look at it I just thought that was so cool that my boy um, knew that and 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 actually now has that appreciation himself um, if you've never done these things they'll be tough at first but it's worth the effort as you do them like anything it gets better and better it increases your productivity your peace your fulfillment my heart rate is 110 over 60 and I have a pulse rate of 58 which is like athletic but I'm not an athlete, I tell you, and I and I don't watch what I eat. Okay, I don't track my my uh, cholesterol, and I, there's heart disease in my uh, in my family. You know, my dad died of a heart attack in his 40s. Yeah, yet I have an athlete's heart rate, and I believe it's because of these disciplines. I think most of the heart situations that happen are stress related more than they are diet or anything else. They say that as many as 70% of all illnesses are stress related. Do I have stressful times and problems like everyone else? Sure, I'm not immune. But doing a Sabbath, getting into a consistent time of rest and worship and focus on God has benefits you can't even imagine for your health, for your sanity, for your life, for the people that depend on you. It is the most loving thing you can do for everyone around you is, is to center yourself once a week. Obey the Lord in this. Jesus said his yoke was easy and his burden was light. He modeled life for us. He obeyed the Sabbath. He ate meals with friends. He paused in vineyards. He went to celebrations like weddings, like week-long weddings. I don't even know how you do that, but they used to have week-long weddings. His first miracle was turning water into wine. It happened at the midpoint, like halfway through the, the wedding thing. It was like three days into this thing, and they ran out of wine, and Jesus turns water into wine. So, so to take a week for a wedding, I mean, Jesus did that. He rested, yet was massively productive. And we can be too. God's design is not worn out and weary. His design is fruitfulness with an easy rhythm of grace, an easy yoke. If you want a great life, a truly great life, a God-honoring and God-pleasing life, you must rest in Him. It is a pillar of a great life. Until next time, take care and God bless.